Hey, what's going on, everybody? This your boy, Jay Mason. Welcome to another brand new episode of Beyond the Album Cover, where we take a look at a particular album and explain its importance within the music industry. I'll give you the link to where you can listen to this episode, along with all others, after the show. So the album we're going to take a look at today is one that has been impactful, not only just for women and pop and R&B, but just pop culture as a whole. I'm talking about Janet Jackson's 1986 smash album, Control. Take a look at the album cover, if you will. It screams, I'm an independent woman, I'm taking charge, and I'm not letting nobody boss me around. And as we know, her late father, Joe Jackson, was the boss of the Jackson family, managing the careers of all his kids, including the Jackson 5. Janet was next in line to get into the family business. We all first came to know her as Little Penny on Good Times, and she later appeared on the show Different Strokes as Charlene, and later on the TV version of Fame, which was a hit movie in the early 80s, which kind of set the stage for a show like Glee that came decades later. Janet later stated in an interview that she didn't like working on Fame, and that when she put out her first two albums, her self-titled debut, which came out in 82, and Dream Street in 84, that the albums weren't really a clear reflection of who she was. Although, on the first album, she had minor R&B hits produced by Renee and Angela, Renee Moore and Angela Wimbush, and also Foster and Charmaine Silvers of the Silvers, produced some cuts off the first album. Then the second album, Brother Marlon produced a few cuts. But Janet wanted to be taken more seriously as an artist and not seem like she was piggybacking off of her famous brothers. So, therefore, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who were doing work with the SOS band, Climax, and other acts after being fired by Prince from the time for missing a gig, due to them working in Atlanta with SOS band, met up with Joe Jackson and expressed an interest in working with Janet. Now, Papa Joe was very hesitant because he said to them, I know you guys work with Prince and I don't want my daughter to be sounding like Prince. So they assured him that she wouldn't sound like Prince and that the material they were going to make with her was going to reflect who she was as an artist and as a woman. So because of that, they did all the recording for Control at the original Flight Time Studios, which, side note, which is going to be torn down this year for affordable housing because Jimmy Jeremy and Terry Lewis are now out in L.A. and they took everything with them when they switched gears. They went and recorded the album up there so that way Janet could have freedom to not feel like she was being micromanaged by her dad and her handlers. So they just did little stuff in the process to get to know Janet, like going out to eat, hanging out, going to the movies. And little did she know that they were jotting down concepts and ideas based on these outings that would later become the blueprint for the Control album. So, another reason why Control was so groundbreaking was the fact that seven singles were released off of that album. And it finished in the top 10 albums of the year for not only 1986, 
but 1987. And that reminds me of an era where artists were able to release an album and milk it for a couple of years. Whereas now you got to almost put stuff out constantly in order to be out there. So another fact that Control doesn't get enough credit for is the sequencing. Now, if you're a music buff like myself, the sequencing of an album is very important because song placement can determine whether or not an album is successful or not. So if you take a look at side one of the album of Control, you have Control, what have you done for me lately? Nasty, all on one side. So Jimmy and Terry smartly put the monster songs on one side because they knew people wanted to hear the hits as soon as you got that record. And what have you done for me lately? Showcased Janet's dancing skills and also debuted to us, her choreographer, who later would turn out to be an artist in her own right, former Laker girl, Paula Abdul and Control, it was based off of just talking with Jimmy and Terry, stating how she felt like she wasn't being her own woman. As the lyric said, did what my father said, let her mother mold me. And she just wanted to stake her independence. And if we look at the video, her mom was played by her TV mom, Janet Dubois, who played Walona in Good Times, it was just saying how she wanted to do things her own way and not be controlled by outside people. And we got to see through the video cameos not only by Jimmy and Terry, but also by former time members Jerome Benton and Jellybean Johnson. And her stage show in the video served as a stage for where we can see Janet's dancing skills really shine through. Crisp hand movements, clean poses, and you knew from the beginning once you heard that album, Janet was destined to be a star and she ascended to number two within the Jackson family because Brother Michael was still on fire from Thriller and he was about to release Bad the following year in 87. So if we go on down the line, listen to the tracks like Preser Principle, which is produced by also time member Monty Moore. You have Let's Wait a While. And to me, underrated ballad off the album, Funny How Time Flies When You're Having Fun, which was sampled by Camp Lowe for their classic hip-hop album, Uptown Saturday Night, produced by NC Native, pioneering producer, also produced Reasonable Doubt for Jay-Z, Ski Beats. So that whole album to me showed the world that Janet was saying, I'm not going to ride off the coattails of my famous family. I'm going to stake my own claim and I'm going to be taken seriously and I'm a star. So she was able to milk control for about three years because Rhythm Nation didn't come out until 1989 and she influenced countless female artists ranging from Rihanna, Beyonce, Sierra, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Pink, Maya, 
the list, Tanache, the list goes on and on of all the female artists that Janet has influenced. And Control was the album that started it all. And she's currently out on tour for her State of the World tour. So if you happen to catch it coming to your city, go and check it out. So thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Beyond the Album Cover. You can catch this episode along with others on the following outlets. Anchor, Breaker, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts. So next week, we're going to take a look at an album by four guys out of Philadelphia. How they revolutionized not only R&B, but pop, boys to men's coolie high harmony so until next week this your boy jay mace keep those records spinning and be sure to join the facebook group for the show facebook.com forward slash beyond the album cover all together stay updated to all things with the show so i'll see you next week peace